friends, welcome to 2022. It's Making Disciples and my name is Chris Rogers and it's so good to have you with me today. Well, welcome. New year, new you. That's a phrase that I keep hearing all over the place. New year, new you. My Instagram feed is just filled full of these little comments about how you can make a new you in 2022. Uh, you know, start 2022 as you mean to go on, it says. And there's pictures of people, you know, at the gym or, or people going out for walks. You know, New Year's resolutions, New Year's, of, you know, I don't know when it started, maybe at the dawn of time, but this idea that at the start of a new year, you could have a new you, a new fresh start. I don't know about you, but I don't feel like January is a new fresh start. Uh, I actually arrived at January quite exhausted and uh, didn't feel like it was a new start, but I felt like it was probably just a new lap, another lap of of what uh, the last year, the last couple of years has looked like. So it certainly to me not felt like a, a new year, new you. Uh, for me, 2022 has started as a bit of a new year, same old, same old, a little bit exhausted, a little bit shattered, a little bit tired. Um, just keep on going, just keep on going, just keep on going. Um, look, I'm going to hold my hands up. I hate January. I've, I've really struggled with January uh, for a long time. Uh, for the last 20 years, uh, I've noticed that I really struggle with January. Um, my mentor years ago said to me, Chris, have you realised every January when you don't have a project or something you're working on uh, that's creative, you're a little bit miserable and a little bit tired uh, and exhausted. And uh, I think you ought to have a, you know, a project, something that you're working on. Um, so for me, January has always been difficult. It's always been really hard. So I wanted to approach this January a little bit differently. And back in November... I was uh, doing quite a bit of reading around the spiritual disciplines and I had this idea that rather than writing a New Year's resolution or a list of New Year's resolutions, uh, I would actually write myself a new uh, rule of life and I actually don't like the phrase rule of life. Uh, so I've called mine my habit for life. And uh, what I want to do in this episode is just walk you through what is a rule of life, how it might help you, how it's different to New Year's resolutions, and uh, how you might go about writing or just putting together something that helps you put a framework to your year so you thrive uh, in your discipleship. So that's what we're going to look at today. So I hope you're well, and I hope you're ready for 2022. Uh, today's episode, Habits for Life, how to put together a habit for life. I hope you find this interesting uh, and inspiring. So here we go, we're going to jump straight in. So let me start by pointing you in the direction of a couple of really, really good books. This is if you're a reader. If you're not a reader, then what you could do is you could put these book titles into YouTube and you can often find the author talking about their books. And often when you find them talking about their books, you get the big headlines anyway. Uh, but there's a couple of books I found really helpful uh, when it's come to me thinking about how I might structure 2022. Okay, so uh, three books I just want to recommend to you. One is by a guy called Justin Early. It's 
the common rule habits of purpose for an age of distraction. What I love about that book is he specifically talks about digital devices. He talks about mobile phones. He talks about computers and iPads and the technological age. And he talks about how we are so easily distracted by stuff. Um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you open? Is it your Bible or is it your mobile phone? And he talks in that book about us needing to have some life-giving habits that will help us put structure into our day, week, month, years that in, in many ways uh, just help you thrive more than just kind of seeing what will, will happen go, going through the year. So the, the book is called The Common Rule. Now, many people do New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions are very often people write down, I am going to do this, 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 and this this year. And we often start with high intention, uh, but the, the problem is within a few weeks, even just a few days, or even for some of us, a few hours, those New Year's resolutions have come and they've gone. The book Common Rule, what's really interesting about it is it gets you to look at the entire year because there may be things that you want to do with your year that you wouldn't put into a New Year's resolution. So a New Year's resolution might say, I'm not going to drink alcohol. Whereas actually a uh, common rule or uh, this structure over your year, you might say, well, actually, over my whole year, I want to have Lent as a season when I cut out something from uh, my diet uh, or I want to put something into my life during Lent. Uh, you might say the Advent. So there's these structures, you know, during the year that you might say, I want to use those to function as moments in my year that break my year up. So The Common Rule by Justin Ely, fantastic book, uh, Habits of Purpose for an Age of Distraction. The second book I want to recommend is probably one of the oldest books I've been recommending to people. And it's by Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heskel. Now, he, this guy is uh, in some ways one of my little secret weapons. I, I love the stuff that he writes and uh, love reading the stuff that he's written. And he wrote a book a uh, number of years ago now. I, my copy goes back to 2005 and it's called The Sabbath. So by uh, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heskel, The Sabbath. And he talks about Shabbat and Sabbath resting, a Sabbath daying. But he also talks about Sabbath times and uh, Sabbath spaces. He also talks about how we, you and I are not the saviour. Uh, we are only here to partner with the saviour. Uh, and that uh, Sabbath actually at its heart is a day that reminds you and I that the world continues when we are not in it. So Sabbath, a day of retreating out of it, but Sabbath reminds us that the world will continue if you are not in it. In other words, when you are dead, the world will continue. Therefore, Sabbath is a day to remind ourselves that we're actually not as important and as significant as we would like to think we are. And yes, of course, we, we're significant because God loves us. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get that. God loves us. Yes, we're significant. But from the sense of the world, there'll come a time when you aren't here and the world will continue. And Sabbath is a moment to remind us of that. And I love that. But uh, Joshua Heskell, 
Abraham Joshua Heskell, The Sabbath. Really, really good book. It's a short book. I forced many members of my staff team to read it uh, over the time that I've been a church leader because it's just so good. So that's my second book I want to recommend to you. If you want to think more about your Sabbath, resting, stopping, what is Sabbath, then pick yourself up a copy of The Sabbath by Abraham Joshua Heskell. The third book I want to recommend to you uh, is by Dallas Willard, Renovation of the Heart, Putting on the Character of Christ. Renovation of the Heart, Dallas Willard. I love Dallas Willard. I love watching him uh, speaking uh, when he was uh, speaking um, particularly about his book Renovation of the Heart. Would love you to uh, check that out. Now there are people who are taking Dallas Willard and they're uh, almost modernising it, putting a new fresh twist on there. John Mark Comer uh, is one of those and he has written a number of books on uh, slowing down and stopping and taking time. I would say they're great books, really good books. Uh, I recommend uh, John Mark Comer but Dallas Willard is where John Mark Comer gets his thinking from. So I would say skip John Mark Comer and go straight to Dallas Willard. He is a total legend. Renovation of the Heart, putting on the character of Christ. Now, they're three books I want to recommend to you because they are three books that have uh, I've been rereading this autumn. As I've been putting together what I am calling my habit for life. Now, some people call them rhythms of life and some people call them uh, a rule of life. Now, I don't like the word rule because I typically find myself wanting to be a rule breaker. Um, Rhythm of life is quite nice. I kind of like that, having rhythms through your life. I actually really love uh, the phrase habits. Having positive habits in my life that help my life thrive. And there's a number of uh, scriptures that I found particularly um, just inspiring in my mind as I've been putting together my habit for life. So Jesus says, you know, abide with me, live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can only bear fruit unless you are joined with me. Teaching of Jesus from the Gospel of John. Jesus saying, abide with me. Uh, really been challenging me recently on how much do I actually, how much do I actually abide in him? Uh, and I think the word actually is really important. Um, how often do we think we are doing something that's helping our spiritual life, but in reality, we're not actually doing it? Uh, you know, you could say, well, I go to church, but are you actually going to church you know you might be in the building but you're not actually present you're not present with God and uh, one of the other passages that I've just been inspired yet again by comes from the Exodus story Jesus goes Jesus sorry Moses Moses in the Old Testament uh, goes up Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments and God tells Moses to come up the mountain and it's and and the phrase that God uses is come and he ye with me h-e-y-e and we translate it as uh, come up the come up the mountain and be with me and uh, it's actually much more profound than that he ye 
would be better translated as uh, being present to God's presence. Come up and be present to me. It's possible to be uh, in the presence of God, yet at the same time, not actually in the presence of God. Uh, you may find yourself stood in a sacred space, but because your physical being is in the sacred space does not mean that you're alert and alive and aware of the presence of God in that place. So be present to God's presence. So God says to Moses, Moses, come up the mountain and hear ye with me. Be present to me. Be with me. So these are two passages that I've just been really inspired by uh, recently. Abide with me and come and be present to me. And the challenge I've got for myself is, am I actually being present to God? Am I actually abiding in God? And what that has done, it's forced me to say, right, I want to put in some habits or I just want to restructure some of my habits or I'm actually already doing these things, but I just really want to become aware of what I am doing. So a uh, habit for life or a rule of life is about creating a framework uh, that you can uh, put yourself in a little bit like a trellising. So in the garden, if you want to run, uh, grow runner beans, you put up a trellis and you plant the plants at the bottom of the trellis. And over the year, uh, over the spring and summer, the runner beans will grow up the trellising. That trellising, that framework is what I'm talking about. Creating a framework in a trellising for you and your life so that you can grow up it and thrive and be healthy. In the same way, you know, a vine, uh, a grapevine will grow up the trellising. Uh, this is about putting in a framework for your life uh, so that you will thrive. So let me just jump straight in and tell you about my habit for life. My habit for life uh, has two different uh, perimeters to it. So my first set of perimeters is that I believe discipleship is about you loving God and allowing God to shape you in your head, your heart and your hands. Your head is the way you think as you reflect, your theological thinking, your ethical thinking. Your heart is about what breaks your heart. It's about how compassionate you are. Uh, I connect prayer in with your heart, although you know prayer could be about your head. But actually, I think prayer comes from your guts. It's from your inner being. So I can link that with your heart. So uh, it, uh, your heart is about the um uh, the internal things uh, that help you flourish. Your hands is about how you live out your faith. Uh, the homeless person that you touch, uh, the tithing that you give, uh, the things that you do with your hands that bring about blessing to others, the stuff that you do essentially. So the first framework for my life is as a disciple, uh, I want to flourish and have God transform and shape my head, my heart and my hands. The second framework for my uh, life, for my habit of life, is uh, a little phrase that I picked up uh, from Rick Warren. And this is from uh, somewhere in the early 2000s. Uh, the first evidence I've got of him writing this down will be from a, a tweet he did on the 18th of August in 2009. Uh, but actually, I heard him speak on this way back in sort of like 2001. Uh, but he says that um, for you to thrive, you need to be diverting daily, withdrawing weekly, maintaining monthly and abandoning 
annually. So diverting daily, daily having a diversion into God's presence. Um, so that's my mobile phone, and that was BB-8, if you could hear that in the background. Um, diverting daily is about having a moment of diversion or moments of diversion into God's presence. So making sure every day you are diverting into uh, uh, something that's going to sustain you. Okay, I'm just going to say something that's going to sustain you right now because you'll see how I map this out. Withdrawing weekly is making sure that every week you have time to withdraw, step back. Uh, Sabbath is a part of this, withdrawing weekly to be in God's presence. Maintaining monthly is making sure that you're doing something once a month, at least once a month, that is helping you maintain your rhythm of life. Uh, your health and well-being, maintaining your spiritual health, so something monthly. Then abandoning annually is about every year making sure you have a significant time to stop, to pause, to maybe go on pilgrimage, to maybe go to a festival, to be in some space, either on retreat for a significant chunk of time, that you just abandon yourself to Jesus. So uh, Rick Warren says, divert daily, withdraw weekly, maintain monthly and abandon annually so my habit for life and uh, if you go to the show notes you'll see there's a link in there to a Dropbox file with an empty version of this if you would like to use this framework to create your own habit for life uh, then you can access mine that I've made uh, and you can fill it in for yourself if you find that helpful but we're all very different so you may want to do this in a very different way so what I have done is I have a framework now that says right every day I'm going to divert daily and I'm going to do that around my head my hands and my heart every week I'm going to withdraw weekly and I'm going to do that around my head my hands and my heart uh, I'm going to maintain monthly and I'm going to do that around my head my hands and my heart and I'm going to abandon, abandon annually and I'm going to do that around my head my hands and my heart so I'm going to give you a few examples of what this looks like uh, from daily, weekly, monthly and annually, just so you can get your head around. So my trellising, this is Chris Rogers' personal trellising uh, that I am using uh, to make sure that I'm thriving uh, and putting in habits into my life that help me sustain my faith. This is what it looks like. So to divert daily, I will and do daily eat scripture. Every morning I have a, a, a little Bible study time, time to read scripture. And I'm also at th wanting to think theologically. So I'm not just, this, I'm not just going to read the Bible, I want to think theologically. So I want to be reading uh, daily something that's helping me think theologically. So that's working around my head. It's stimulating my head, scripture stimulating my head. Heart. Well, under heart, I have a little practice that I do every morning called my three, two, one. Every day, I take a little daily retreat. That daily retreat is three minutes of reading the Bible, two minutes praying, and one minute listening to God. Now, that's not the same as my Bible study time. This is just a six-minute jump to start my day. A little three, two, one. Uh, read the Bible for three minutes. Pray for two minutes and listen to God for a minute. And it's just a way of starting my day with a six-minute retreat to get my day going. And I do that. So I get up, have my shower, get dressed, sit on the bed. And before I go downstairs, I just do a quick three, two, one to launch my day. And as a part of my daily rhythm, 
we have a commitment as a family that we'll eat together every day at 6.30 p.m. because that's about sustaining my uh, family and my care for my family. I will daily uh, go for a 30-minute walk at my lunch break to help me get out and connect with creation because we've got a, a, a beautiful graveyard that we can walk around. And every evening, Becky and I will end the day by quickly praying together. So you can see my diverting daily. During my day, I've got these little habits during the day that just help me keep connecting with God. Hands. So what do I do daily? Well, every day I come downstairs and the first thing I do when I come downstairs is I make Becky a cup of coffee. And that part of that is showing her love, but it's also about starting the day by choosing to serve somebody else something. So rather than it purely being about me, so before I get my bowl of cereal, I'll come in the kitchen, turn the espresso maker on, I make us coffee, I give Becky her coffee, and then I'll then I have mine. Uh, but it's a it's a way of me starting my day by serving someone else. Um, I serve the household daily by bins, doing the dishwasher, sweeping the floor, or you know daily chores. Uh, and it, why why are those things in there? Because I'm choosing to look at the household chores as a part of my spiritual discipline of this is about me diverting daily and serving my household and my family like Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. I'm choosing to see the chores of the house as a part of my disciplines of serving and caring for the people that God has given me. Now, just a reminder, I live in community, so there's uh, seven, if not eight of us in the household, and uh, I live in community, so it's a little bit different. You, you, this may not work quite for you in, in that way. Um, and, and the other thing I've got down in my uh, diverting daily is to be prepared uh, for disruption each day. I prepare myself to say, right, I'm going to make sure that I'm thinking that there's going to be a disruption in my day and I need to do something and serve some other human being with my hands uh, so I'm ready for a disruption. So my my habit for life has divert daily on the left-hand side and across the top. It says has heart and hands and under each of these columns, I've been, I write in then the kind of things that I am doing to fulfill my daily habits. So withdrawing weekly under head, I have Thursday mornings is my study morning. I'm doing a doctorate right now. So I, I you know, commit to making sure that every Thursday morning I'm doing study. Um, uh, in Thursday afternoon, I then try to take some time at least an hour for deeper what i call deeper devotional time deep, deeper bible study um every week i will have sabbath friday is my sabbath it's my day off and my my day to stop and i turn my mobile phone off i turn my emails off and i will not respond and i don't and that's not about being difficult to get hold of it's just my soul needs to disconnect and needs to be reminded that one day I will not exist and the world will continue without me. And so on my Sabbath day, Becky and I will go for a date breakfast. We go slow, the day goes slow. Uh, every week I want to make sure I'm having a movie night with my son Isaac. Um, every Sunday we'll have a feast meal together as a whole household. The whole household will eat together on Sundays for lunch. And uh, weekly I'm committed to a small group. Uh, with my hands weekly. Uh, as a priest, I distribute communion, so I've got that in there. It's about me sharing Jesus. Uh, I also want to make sure that as a part of my withdrawing weekly, I have some Sabbath time to create and be creative and to make stuff. 
uh, a time to be recreated in my recreation. Uh, my computer will get turned off on a Friday. As I said, emails will be turned off. And every week I make sure that I, uh, you know, call my parents as a part of my withdrawing weekly. Um, so it's not just about withdrawing on Sabbath with God. It's not just withdrawing in Bible study. It's also withdrawing to spend time with people that, that I need to be present to. So my parents are in there as well. Maintaining monthly. Uh, well, I, I have some significant time for studies blocked out. So I have a few days in my month that's blocked out for studies. And I also monthly commit to meeting with my mentor, somebody that I meet with. Every seventh week. Now, this one I don't even mention because it really does not work for most people. And we totally get this. And so please, 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 this doesn't work for everybody. But um, every seventh week, we as a family have a Sabbath week. So we have a friend who's very kindly lets us uh, borrow a, a little house uh, in Oxfordshire. And every seventh week, we as a family, traditionally school, hard terms, uh, we pack up and we go every seventh week for a Sabbath week as a family. And that's partly about how do I maintain myself in ministry? How do I make sure my family stays central to to who I am and, and, and what I'm doing? Um, so we go for a Sabbath week. What does that look like, Chris? Well, generally it means on Sunday night after church, we get in the car and drive to Oxford. We generally then come back maybe on the Friday, uh, sometimes even on the Saturday uh, and spend some time away. Uh, and it's, again, about about having time as a family so that we are thriving as a family. Uh, and, um, yeah, I find if family life is better than, than work and ministry time, I always go better anyway. Uh, and then bi-monthly, I've got in there that I'm going to have a retreat day, uh, uh, a place called St. Catharines in East London, beautiful place. And then uh, with my UK garrison, stormtrooper stuff that I do, uh, the plan is that I regularly go into Great Ormond Street Hospital visiting the wards, but hey, that's not happened in the pandemic, so that that's got a big question mark over it. But when that's this is all over, we'll be going back into Great Ormond Street Hospital visiting the wards. Then abandoning annually, so a, a big um, there's one thing under head, heart, and hands under each of these headings uh, for abandoning annually. Uh, number one uh, under head, uh, engage with a yearly short course. Uh, of some description so every year I want to make sure that I'm doing a, a short course of some theological thinking either around creation care race uh, stuff culture stuff hermeneutic stuff mission stuff something 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 that tickles my head and gets my head thinking uh, under heart uh, my commitment is that I will yearly go to a conference as a pilgrimage so uh, we do that in the summer uh, obviously, leading spring harvest is not a retreat. Uh, it's a part of a ministry, so that doesn't work for me. But I do go to a conference in the summer uh, with Holy Trinity Brompton, the Focus Conference, and we, we just go on retreat as a family to receive uh, a pilgrimage every year just to try and reconnect ourselves with a bigger picture. What is God doing in the nation? Uh, so I'm not thinking about what I have to say. I'm just thinking about what I need to receive. And then under hands, uh, Lent, fasting season, 40 days of prayer, 40 days of fasting. Lent, uh, a part of my abandoning annually is, is using Lent in some shape or form uh, to help me engage with God practically. Uh, so, friends, there we go. That's my habits for life. So my habits for life, every day I have got a head, hands and heart activity, if not a number of different head, hands and heart activities under weekly monthly 
and annually. So diverting daily, withdrawing weekly, maintaining monthly and abandoning annually. And all that is, it becomes a framework for me to help me. And what's nice about this is if I have a bad few weeks and I don't do any of it, it's not like a New Year's resolution that once you've failed, you've failed. Uh, for me, this is about, right, this is trellising. So I've had a few weeks off or I've had a few weeks where I've not done this. I can get back on and we can carry on. Every month allows me to restart uh, that structure as well. So habits for life, creating a trellising over my life. Uh, most people would call these spiritual disciplines. And uh, that's certainly the language that you'll find in Dallas Willard. And uh, what he would argue is this, this trellising over your life, these habits for life, what it does is it creates a renovation of your heart. Your heart is renovated as you do these things because you're connecting with the God uh, that will restore, reshape and change and reform you. So there you go, a habit for life. So I want to encourage you, get a copy of The Common Rule, Habits of Purpose in the Age of Distraction by Justin Ely. Uh, get a copy maybe of Joshua Heskell, uh, The Sabbath, or a copy of Dallas Willard, Renovation of the Heart. I know that that one has just been republished recently as well. This is a beautiful new cover for the Dallas Willard book. So friends, there you go. Uh, as we start 2022, I want to encourage you, could you possibly think about a simple, and I would say what I've got is, is, is very structured, very detailed. Could you do something that's less structured, less detailed, but is a trellising that will just help you be guided through the week, through the month, uh, weekly, monthly, and annually that help you engage with God. Now, one last thing I'll say is this. Look, spring harvest is coming up at Easter. I want to encourage you, if you've not abandoned annually yet, spring, oh, like for the last year and a half, come and join us in Skegness or in Minehead. Um, we are going to have a great time worshipping God, engaging with the Holy Spirit, uh, reading scripture together, and uh being reshaped and reformed and resetting ourselves on him we're going to be looking at the story of nehemiah and how we rebuild back post pandemic i'd love to encourage you check out spring harvest you might want to come you might want to come and join us for your abandoning annually but friends there you go uh that's today's podcast now next week trust me we've got something super exciting uh it's gonna be an interview with a cold case detective who researched the life of Jesus Christ as a non-Christian and then came to faith after researching Jesus, came to faith and realized that actually there's more evidence in Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection, his life than you might think. So let's catch up next week. But until next time, friends, grace and peace. Mm -hmm.